This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Are you driving your car or doing laundry right now? Podcasts go best when they're bundled with another activity. Like Progressive home and auto policies, they're best when they're bundled too. Having these two policies together makes insurance easier and could help you save. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to Progressive save nearly $800 on average. Quote a home and car bundle today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. I'm Tanya Mosley. In 1987, my sister Anita vanished without a trace. Decades later, thanks to DNA, we found her. But that's only the beginning of the story. She Has a Name is a new audio documentary that explores the search for redemption, confronting trauma, and healing in the face of unimaginable loss. Subscribe now to Truth Be Told Presents She Has a Name, where every revelation brings us closer to the truth. everyone. You're listening to Women Who Travel, a podcast from Kind of Ass Traveler. I'm Meredith Carey, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Lolly Arakoglu. Hello. This week, we're talking about something that Lolly and I are very passionate about, which is packing. While the two of us can wax poetic about suitcases, packing techniques, and style, we decided to bring in some actual experts on the topic. Today, we are joined in the studio by Shiona Torini, a stylist and costume designer who's nearly always on the road based on what we see on Instagram. Like a hundred percent. And she's usually on the road because she's working on set with Issa Rae on Insecure or Lena Waithe on her upcoming Queen and Slim movie. And calling in from her home in London is Anna Newton, also known as the Anna Edit on YouTube and Instagram, who's been living the capsule wardrobe life for the last few years. Thank you guys so much for joining. Aw, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for having us. Anna, you have built your brand as being sort of a minimalist, but I'm curious, Shiona, how you would describe your style. The maximalist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we got people on both ends of the spectrum to cover this. Yes. I I mean, I have definitely codes that I stick with because I know what works for my body, but I love clothes. I love shoes. I mean, it's like almost problematic. I have to do like a closet purge every few months um, because I really get emotionally connected to my pieces and I find it really, really difficult to separate myself from them because I'm like, oh, I wore this and I'll be like when I was 15 and it's like a story <laughs> that doesn't matter. But yeah, so I mean, I have kind of traditionally what works for me. Um, so it's like 500 crop tops and like 700 high-waisted pants but yeah I just love stuff and Anna so we were talking I mentioned that you have been living the capsule wardrobe life how did that get started and what has that meant for you having kind of the opposite of 500 crop tops (laughs) yeah you know what see I was at the 500 crop top point so I feel you I've so been there and some for some people that like completely works I mean that's obviously your job it's what you do um, for me, I just, I couldn't deal with clutter. It was making me kind of stressed. And so it was when we moved and I moved with a box that said old makeup box three on the side. Ooh, like I know that world. <laughs> I know that box. I think yeah. that box is under my bed right now. <laughs> I was like old makeup box three. And even my, like I met my neighbor and my neighbor was like, oh, honey, like old makeup box three, like interesting. Um, so for me, I was like, yeah, I, I think I think it's time to downsize. 
but I don't live in a very big home and so storage is a real problem for us Brits. Uh, we don't have these like wonderful wardrobes that you guys tend to have in America that are just amazing. Well, we live um, in New York City, I was so say, we don't that have is, that. Having <laughs> moved here, that's an illusion because I share one tiny closet with my husband and it is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was that, yeah, we share a wardrobe too. And I was like, I, I think it's time. It's time to cut back. And that's sort of where it all began. I kind of want you guys to both walk us through your packing strategies because based on what I've seen of how you guys travel, it is also very different. Um, <laughs> Can we actually just start by, have you ever just traveled with only a carry-on? A thousand percent. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I totally get what Anna is saying about, you know, the clutter and how it it can be like really stressful. My closet can be stressful. That's why I do constant edits. But I had to get super, super, super organized so that I did not feel overwhelmed when I was getting dressed. Because it is my job and I like to play around with clothes and I'm honestly constantly shopping for work. I am still edited about what I'm bringing into my home and that definitely translates into packing as well. So I have traveled with a carry-on. I'm also going to LA next week and I plan to just take a carry-on and I think that so much of my career has been based in visual storytelling like styling stories and television and now movies that I treat my trips like that as well so if I am going somewhere that I'm like take Morocco I went on this huge family trip to Morocco I would not recommend that to be completely honest (laughs) I mean I love my family but it's like 50 people in matching t-shirts so we're that family um so when I'm going to some place that maybe has like a lot of color, I can be like, ooh, what do I want to wear? What's my story for this trip? And so I did a lot of white because I was like, oh, I love the colors of Morocco. You know, we're, we were going to the blue city. And so that I'm not taking an oversized suitcase everywhere I go, I really do pack kind of like how I style in a story and like storytelling. And I really focus a lot on the colors that I want to weave into that trip. I have to ask, you were just in New Orleans for five months. Yes. How on earth did you pack for five months? That was tricky. I was not edited because, <laughs> because I really did it. That I basically was living in another city and I never knew what I wanted to wear. Like that was very hard to plan out. I was there to style Lena Wave's first movie, Queen and Slam, as you mentioned. I basically took everything. I took three very large suitcases and I had to come to New York City a few times, but I packed my basics. I started with coats because New Orleans is chilly and I did not imagine that. I thought that I was going to be like hot. So the first time around, I actually just took like skirts and like cute tops. And I I don't know what I thought I was like walking into, but I got there and I was like, oh, wait, it's freezing. It is still winter. Yeah, it's it's winter. So um, when I came to the city for a week over Christmas and New Year's, I kind of reevaluated and I that's when I packed properly. So I started with coats and I was like, all right, I'll probably wear realistically three coats and then I need these sort of things for for set, like, you know, comfortable pants, like sweats, you know, practical things. And then I packed maybe a suitcase full of like, if I did something for um, Mardi Gras and if I did, you know, went out to dinner, that suitcase was totally unnecessary. I'm not going to lie. Like <laughs> mid trip, I just like packed everything away and put it aside because I had one closet and a rack and I was like, this is just too much. 
So the Mardi Gras outfits had to <laughs> take a back seat. <laughs> they took a back seat. I mean, I did kind of like weave like one or two in there, but I definitely did not need a suitcase full of just like sequin leopard print garbage. <laughs> when Anna, you walk all of your followers through your packing strategy for basically every trip that you take um, in your 10 by 10 series on YouTube. And I'm curious just like what that is and, and why you have stuck with it. Yeah. So the 10 by 10 capture wardrobe idea is that you pack 10 items and you're able to create 10 outfits out of those items. And like you were saying, it it, it works really well for carry-on situations. Like here, obviously in London, we can get to Europe quite easily. So a lot of people go away for like a long weekend to Copenhagen or something. And it's just not the type of scenario where you need like a massive suitcase. So it worked really, really well. Um, I found it online, like it's on these Pinterest kind of things. And um, yeah, it just it's a really good way of, of forcing yourself to be very creative and also not taking a load of shit with you that you, you ultimately don't need. Um, I can totally sympathize with like long trips. That obviously isn't possible. You're not going to want to be doing laundry like all the time. Um, so I, I forced myself to take a smaller suitcase than what I probably should take. And that really helps me. Like I don't own a massive suitcase. I look at some people at the airport. I'm like, whoa, you could fit like two people in there. Um, whereas I go for more of like a medium size sort of force myself to, to downsize because of that, I guess. Do you guys have favorite suitcases? Lolly and I are very particular about our bags. We have oh, a lot really? of these. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't until I started working at Traveller. Before that, I like, literally didn't give a shit and then started here and was like, wait, there's this whole world of suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> I, because I travel so much for styling jobs and I have to get like big body bag-esque trunks, I also have done extensive research on suitcases. Um, I kind of am a diehard Toomey fan. Like my when I started in magazines, that was like my first kind of like big girl suitcase. And I love the duffels that have the separate zippered for like on a bottom. Like when it's like a split level suitcase. That does that make sense? Yeah, no totally. You have where you can like slide your shoes in. Yes. Yeah. So I use that bottom area for shoes. So that is one area that I try to be like super buttoned up and edited with because realistically when I'm going on like a long trip, you wear the same shoes all the time in your everyday life. And so that is true for traveling as well. So if it doesn't fit in that bottom section, I'm not like trying to squeeze in an extra pair of shoes. So I devote that section to shoes and toiletries. And sometimes I'll like add a coat over the top of it all. But yeah, and so I have stuck with to me kind of so of course I've like picked up different carry-on suitcases I've played around with that I got into a situation where the battery packs I was always getting searched at the airport so I kind of gave up on on those suitcases what are you guys opinions on that I've taken my battery out yeah we just they're, just they're just like in our like personal bag yeah. I had this like very sad experience when I was on a flight on the way back from New Orleans and <laughs> Everyone was seated and it was like some sort of drug raid. Like the, <gasps> all these people came on and were like, who's got an away suitcase? And all these people, like, everyone was like a millennial, like raised their hand. <laughs> and then we were led off the plane and had to have the batteries removed. And mine was one of the old ones where the battery is like screwed into That's the interior. I so I had to unpack my entire bag while this bloke went and got a screwdriver. <laughs> I mean, it was just terrible. That happened to me in India. 
I went to India for a month, and so I was like flying to different areas with a really good friend of mine, also a stylist. And we were like, we're done with this because every, we had the screwed in ones. She was like, just throw it away. Like, so. <laughs> but um, I have a rule also to pack one important outfit in my carry on when I'm traveling because years ago, my we had one of my enormous family trips and everyone's suitcase got lost. Yeah. So ever since then, I always pack like an important outfit in my carry on just in case. And since when I'm traveling for work, it's typically what I will need to wear for that first day. I'm curious, Anna, do you have a, an well, affinity to She only takes to a, a carry-on. Well, but I mean, she might have an affinity to a specific Yeah, I'm like, I want to know. <laughs> I no, might be packing your, wrong. Your away story was making me like chuckle so much then because I am a huge away lover. Um, luckily over here, we're, we're all right with the whole battery thing. That really like became a big thing. But yeah, I love, I actually have a limited edition color that they did with Rashida Jones. Ooh, I love those ones. I will say that I'm also a huge away fan. (laughs) (laughs) The battery was stressful, but I love them. Dusty pink shade and it's just beautiful and and you can spot it on a conveyor belt like so easily at the airport. So I love that. It's important to have a suitcase that doesn't also take up your luggage allowance. Um, We've got some airlines over here that are really funny about like oversized luggage and heavy luggage. So any, you know, you don't want something that's going to weigh like eight kilograms on its own. Um, So I think that's really important. And I love the away ones because they split down the middle and I put my like toiletries and shoes and stuff on like the left-hand side. And then it's got that compression sort of bit where you can put all your clothing in and then like squish it down on the right hand side. My like pro for the away suitcases is that I always pack one too many things. So like I always put in a pair of shoes that I truly never wear or I always put in a coat. I went to Chicago last weekend and like was there for, you know, two days basically and had a fleece coat in the entire like it took up a quarter of the entire suitcase, never took it out of the bag. But because the outside is like kind of flexible, I can like kind of jam it all in there. Yeah, yeah you, can, <laughs> you can sit on them and yeah. just really do a nice... I have a new, my carry-on is to me, and it's one of the split yeah. the split ones, and it's kind of changed my life for my carry-on, because I'll put, like, maybe my laptop and things like that on one side, and then on the other side, that first outfit that I just, I like, can't live without, and other personal items, and that squishes as well, too. I was, like, sitting on top of it the other day, but it, it is light, and speaking, um, just going back to the point of what Anna said about the weight of a suitcase. I also got a handheld like weight, the mm, like a, like like a handheld like a, scale yes. yeah, that I attached to the suitcase and lift it up just to make sure. I never want to be that person outside of an airplane. I know that you kind of was that person. It was <laughs> it not was your traumatic. fault. <laughs> yeah, but I never want to be that person kind of like shifting contents of one suitcase to another suitcase because my bag is too heavy. I saw that happen to this girl and she was in tears. Like yeah, she was wailing. <laughs> yeah. she was like airports are already stressful. Being that person who's on the ground with like your bras out as you like try yeah, to switch things you. between bags yeah. is just demoralizing. Yeah. So I never want to be that person. So I, I got that scale because I was like, it will not be me. Like, <laughs> I know I might not be the most edited packer but I'm number one not paying your overweight baggage fees and number two I'm not being that girl I'm not packing my stuff on the on the floor of the airport 
We asked our Facebook group for like their tips on packing, and the one thing that came up like time and time and time again was packing cubes, which Lolly and I are recent converts to. What are your thoughts? Anna, I'll start with you. I love a packing cube, and I only got into them maybe two years ago. And I did a three-week trip around New Zealand where, like, every two days we were moving to a new destination. So it was, like, constantly you, you could never unpack. You're living out of a suitcase. You're, like, moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, and I think they're really handy for trips like that. Maybe not so much if you can get to a hotel, you plonk down, you're there for a week because then you can sort of unpack in the hotel room. But if you're constantly on the move, they're so handy. They're, like, mini little drawers that you can just put out and have it on the side and, you know, all of your pants are in one underwear all of your pajamas are in another um so i find them really handy i really like the ones that have a like carry handle on top just get them from amazon you don't spend a lot of money on them and i like the ones that have like a mesh side as well so you can see what is in each one i think being able to see what's in each one is key because the ones i have do not have the mesh and they look very pretty and like i do love them but i end up having to open every single one because <laughs> i have terrible yeah. memory <laughs> me too do you have feels about packing cubes? I've never used packing cubes. Oh. I ha- I've no. I mean, you need like five to body crawl. No, I've never used packing tubes, but I have my other packing like tricks. Like, take. I always will travel, obviously, with workout clothes. Not that is not to say that I work out every time I travel, but you know, my heart is in the right place, <laughs> and so I will roll up the my legging sports bra t-shirt and socks in my sneakers and so that saves like a ton of space for that category and it's like I packed it it's there am I going to use it I hope so but um so I always do that for like my fitness wear and then everything else I just like I'm a Virgo and I'm very type A and I travel a lot and so this is the system that works for me which is like small things I do put inside other shoes because it just like saves space and then everything else I try and do like completely completely flat oh wow yeah so not a fold or a roll just a flat not a fold not a roll flat I when I was in Chicago the girl that I was staying with was doing that in her suitcase and I was like this is something I have never seen before yeah I also hate to iron Mm, okay I never like to iron I'm if I don't do it in my own home, I'm definitely not doing it when I'm traveling. And so the keeping my clothes super flat really helps to avoid like really wrinkled, like terrible looking clothing when I unpack. It's just like, I mean, I've been doing this, I've been traveling for work now for 15 years. And to me, that is my tried and true, just like system of packing. The workout wear and the sneakers, small things in, you know, like in the little spaces that the shoes create and then everything else super flat. Hi, I'm Deborah Treisman, fiction editor of The New Yorker. Each week on the Writer's Voice podcast, New Yorker fiction writers read their newly published stories from the magazine. You can hear from authors like Colson Whitehead. Turner nudged Elwood, who had a look of horror on his face. They saw it. Griff wasn't going down. He was going to go for it, no matter what happened after. Or Joy Williams. Her father was silent. Slowly, he passed his hand over his hair. This usually meant that he was traveling to a place immune to her presence, a place that indeed contradicted her presence. She might as well go to lunch. 
Listen to new stories or dive into our archive of great fiction. You can find the work of your favorite fiction writers and discover new ones. Listen and follow The Writer's Voice wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to level up? For me, it's my hiking boots, which have gotten me over some pretty tough terrain. And I'm not talking about my morning commute on the New York City subway. They've pushed me to go to far-off places like trekking in the remote mountains in Patagonia, wildlife spotting amid the thick rainforest of the Amazon, and climbing through canyons in the Utah desert. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. There's an available panorama glass roof, 33-inch all-terrain tires, and multi-terrain select driving modes. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior means that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium, Apple Card, or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. So I used to be very guilty of this, which is before I would go on a trip, and this was when I was traveling a lot less, I would feel compelled to go shopping and I would have this sort of crazed day where I would buy like a bunch of new outfits for this holiday and buy a bunch of beauty products and all this stuff because for some reason I felt like I had to be this new person on vacation and also it never occurred to me that stores in other countries would sell what I needed Um, and probably better oh 100% better for the most part anyone who's been in a French pharmacy knows that thank you Um, (laughs) I'm wondering how often you two buy new things before trips or have you really kind of curbed that spending? Definitely not beauty products. That also sounds crazy to me. I mean, I was mental. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I learned. I actually keep my toiletry bag just set and packed and I never unpack it. So I have like mini versions of all of my favorite things that I'm going to travel with. It's always just there to grab and go, and it cuts down my packing time, which means that in the beginning, you are spending more because you're buying two of things that you love or you're getting like mini versions of things that you love. But it's so much like less of a hassle than like repacking my beauty things every single time. If you're traveling, I travel almost every single week. And so that's something that I don't want to do. Um, I've only panic shopped before one trip. That's what I'm going to call it, panic shopping. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) And that was when I went to India for a month. And I was like, what am I going to wear New Year's? What am I going to wear if I get invited to like some royal wedding? Of which I did. I manifested (laughs) that. that. So I, you know, bought this beautiful golden velvet, like Jason Wu dress. It also was like... It was just a higher price than I planned to spend on like a vacation dress. But I wore that dress maybe six times on that trip. I wore it sightseeing with flats. I mean, I was wildly overdressed, but it was like gorgeous in like the palace. 
I wore it to a wedding that we randomly got invited to when we went out to dinner and talked to some strangers. This next was to the us. royal wedding. It wasn't like royal, but it was certainly fancier than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I wore it New Year's Eve, so I truly got my money's worth on that trip alone. But I do not panic shop in front of like before typical trips because you're not going to wear it. Never. This is what I've learned. Anna, Anna, Anna I'm very <laughs> curious to hear. Oh, see, this is where, um, also, <laughs> I, okay, this, this is where it's a bit tricky. I, I like to live this edited life, minimal, blah, 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 but I am a terrible summer dresser. Like, summer is not my season. Like, give me, like, a big, chunky knit boots. Like, I, I think I could live in New York, guys. Like, I, I'd moan about the snow, but I think I could do it. I love cold weather dressing. So whenever it's a, a warm weather trip, I've definitely been there, done that, bought five bikinis. <laughs> bought, like trying to find the perfect pair of denim shorts is just like forever something that I will be trying to find. Um, so I have definitely, definitely done that. I think the trick is through doing that so many times with trips, I now have my basics. Like I now have this summer basic wardrobe that has that pair of shorts in and that skirt and that dress and and that that vest top that camisole so through doing that for a couple of years in a row I've managed to weed out the things that I never wear ever ever on trips if I'm in the UK wherever and then actually found the things that I really need and I really like and um, so it is it's it's a real tricky one and I feel like there'll be a lot of other people who are who are winter babies who just really struggle with summer dressing and yeah it takes a couple of takes a while to get there you know Anna we are polar opposites (laughs) (laughs) you're like the complete opposite I'm like what (laughs) who doesn't like summer dressing this is crazy actually Living in New York has taught me how to summer dress because it gets so hot here. And you have to walk outside. I mean, I've talked about this before, (laughs) but I grew up in Texas where it is way hotter than it is in New York, but you don't go outside when it's 100 degrees. And here it's like, oh no, you still have to walk when it's 95. And I walk to work and I come in and I'm like, all my makeup is melted off and I like change clothes. (laughs) Well, and finding a way to to dress for that heat and also appropriately for work is a challenge that I will never (laughs) be able to overcome Um, i am from bermuda (laughs) and so summer dressing is just where i thrive so if you ever need any tips anna i'm your girl yeah that is i have to follow you on instagram now (laughs) (laughs) i am also very inappropriately dressed in the winter i do not believe in tights i hate them i will never do it And I also don't do seasonal dressing. Like I typically wear what I wear in the summer in the winter and just like add layers. So it's like summer really is my base. I guess it's from an (laughs) island. So I'm going to DM you some tips, Anna, because that sounds crazy to me. I have some (laughs) denim short tips for you already. I need those tips as well. (laughs) Anna, you just, you were just in Bali. So how was, how was that? How was packing for that? Yeah, I melted. Um, (laughs) I did the 10 by 10 actually, um, which I, I wasn't sure it was going to work because given the sweat situation, given the temperatures in Bali, it's kind of like 30, 35 degrees at the moment. Um, but actually, actually it worked. I was, I was really surprised. And it is because you wear a swimming costume from like the moment you wake up, to the moment that you like have to leave your hotel or wherever you're staying. So 
Summer costume came in very, very handy indeed. And I, I wore everything that I took with me and I ended up living, um, I've got this Realization Par polka dot like mini dress that's just made of silk, very, very thin, very easy to wear. I basically wore that every day, which is kind of grim, but you know, you just, you find when you're on holiday, when you're in those hot weather situations, you sort of find this one piece or this uniform that you just go back to that you feel really cool in, you feel very comfortable in and you feel great in. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely have learned to take less when I travel somewhere really, really hot. I'm curious because this is something that I've come across. I went on a really long trip and ended up buying a lot of clothes when I was younger and was like, I will keep these forever. And like all that I have kept from that trip is the earrings that I bought. Like all of the clothes have been donated or have gone to other friends because I've grown out of that style. Do you guys buy a lot of clothes as souvenirs or is that something you stray away from? Because I've definitely learned not to do that anymore. I definitely stray away from that. I try and buy when I'm shopping on when I'm traveling, I try and buy something super meaningful. So it, and it might be more of like an investment item, but it's definitely something that I always use and come back to. When I was in India, I bought a ring um, and I also bought towels because they're linens and they're towels. It's just so much cheaper than what you would get in America. So we um, went to one store, spent a ton of money, got a ton of towels and sheets <laughs> and things like that and the store shipped it back oh, for so us nice. yeah so by the time the trip was over we got it we had it you know in our homes when I was in I guess in Italy I bought a chair but it's so beautiful it's in my home you know it sits there it's I'm so pleased with that purchase they also shipped it back for me so of course sometimes I slip up and I'm like I need a sorry and it's like where am I going <laughs> you know <laughs> not going anywhere in this but you know but I really try and get kind of like actual piece something like one statement thing that I think I'm actually going to use or have in my home because you end up using home things a lot more or something that is like significant in that region so in India it's like jewelry the gemstones and stuff I feel like if I purchased any furniture it would look really out of place compared to everything I have from Ikea uh, <laughs> Um, Anna, do you do you buy anything on the road or do you try and stick to other non-clothing items? Yeah, actually, this is kind of where we're the same. Um, I've tried to do a similar thing in recent years. I went to Ibiza and all I bought was a fruit bowl. So, party! <laughs> <laughs> Me and my fruit bowl coming home on like a plane of very hungover people. Um, yeah, so I've been trying to do the same. I tend to go for like print. Um, so getting like art for my walls I think it's a really nice way of yeah like you were saying it's, it's a nice way you look at it and you're like oh it reminds me of that time I was in that wonderful place um, one rule I've kind of given well not a rule that I've given myself but one thing that I'm trying to do a little bit more is if I do feel the need to clothing shop and let's not even talk about Sephora because obviously I come to Sephora and spend like hundreds of dollars like you know that is that's my jam we don't have that in the UK so. I can't tell you how great it is to <laughs> live somewhere that now has Sephora it's, you're rubbing it in you're rubbing it in I'm I could go excited. on for like ever about I don't understand why they're not in the UK it's madness they have it in France why don't they have it in the UK we'll dedicate a podcast to that sure we haven't got an equivalent in the UK. So makeup is like a whole different thing. Um, but with clothing, if I do feel the itch to go clothing shopping, I'm trying really hard to buy vintage clothing if I'm abroad because obviously that's like 
one of a kind, never going to happen again. So I've got like a list at the moment of places that I want to go to in LA for like vintage shopping in San Francisco for vintage shopping. So I'm trying to focus on that. Um, if, if I do need, if I do have like an itch that I need to scratch. Okay. So Shiona, earlier you brought up, you have a plan for when the airline potentially loses your baggage. So hypothetical scenario, Anna, what would you do if you had to check a bag at the gate and then suddenly it didn't show up at the end? So this has happened to me as well. When it happens to you, you are forever scarred and standing at the baggage conveyor belt just makes you just want to faint like every single time because you're convinced that it's not going to be there. Um, Ever since that moment and actually even prior to that moment, I always pack a pair of pants, like the basics, what you need. You know, or if you're going to a hot weather place, like make sure you've got your bikini or your swimming costume in your bag. Um, Yeah, because those kind of emergency, emergency things, I kind of always pack with that in mind. I'm going to say that that's not going to happen to me. I can't put that energy out there. (laughs) It's just not going to happen to me. I think that a large part of being a successful traveler is just doing your research in advance. And so I try to, I even look at what type of plane I'm going on. Like if it's a really small plane, sometimes when you travel within America, suddenly you're on this like tiny plane and the overhead baggage is even smaller than you expected. So you cannot take your carry on where I have my safety outfit. So like Anna, I'll just like put it in my actual purse. So I just try to be as prepared as possible so that when I land, I'm not having a meltdown, especially if I'm traveling. I mean, it doesn't even matter if you're traveling for business or pleasure. You do not want to be in that situation where you suddenly have to go shopping as soon as you land. But, you know, it happens, but it's not going to happen to me. Not putting that into the universe. I last weekend had an airline like play a trick on me and they told me that they were like on the loudspeaker, like, okay, there's like no more room in the overhead bins, like everyone has to check their bags. So then I started always a a lie. And then I got on and was like, What is all this? That's happened to me. And then people behind me got on with bags. Oh, I was so mad. I never listen. (laughs) Whenever people say things like that to me, I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna take it on. And if there's no overhead bin space, I'll bring it back. Period. How does that go down <laughs> when you say it? Do they do they resist? I think that when you are like calm and respectful mm-hmm. and have, you know, an explanation with it and just seem like no nonsense, like this is I'm not gonna negotiate with yeah. you and there's like a line of people behind me. So I am gonna just go on with my bag and I promise you if I cannot find a place for it, I'll bring it back. So basically, don't be that wailing woman. (laughs) (laughs) On the floor of JFK. (laughs) I could not be that person. I have been that person. And like Anna said, like these experiences will scar you. And that's why I'm like, never again. So it's like, I need to research my plane. I need to weigh my bags in advance. Like I have to be prepared because... I just am never going to do Anna's system of the 10 items. Like, that's just not who I am or how <laughs> I want to pack. Like, I want to have options. And I think that's why packing in a color story works for me, because then it eliminates, like, that shoe that you're never actually going to wear. Because if I know that everything is going to be, like, animal print, I know that that's, like, a stretch, but I helped my friend pack and it what she did do an animal print theme. But if it's going to be animal print or everything's going to be neutral, you're only going to pack like a brown or a neutral flat, a brown or a neutral heel because it literally goes with everything. 
And so talking about packing by colour or by print, you know, both of you have very large Instagram followings and Instagram obviously plays a role in both of your your jobs and your day-to-day jobs. How much do you think about Instagram and your social media presence when you're packing for a trip? I think it depends on the trip. I mean, I do a big trip every year with one friend and she has zero interest in Instagram. And I never would want to inconvenience her or change the dynamic of our trip by saying, can you take my photo in front of this? You know, like, and I just would never want her to have that experience. My family, like they also like, you know, my mom does not, I don't even think my dad has a phone. (laughs) So (laughs) when I'm going on trips like that, like, for example, the Morocco trip, I knew that I did want a beautiful photo with my family. And so all I said was, can everyone pack one thing white and then one thing kind of like red or orange? Because, you know, color plays such a large part in my my life. And they agreed. And afterwards, they were like, oh, this photo is so amazing. Thank you so much for being so annoying. And I'm like, annoying? I made one request. Like, it was fine. But I really try not to impose my my work or Instagram or anything digital when I'm traveling with someone else because it's their trip too. So I, I don't think about it so much when I'm packing on those type of trips. But if it is a trip for work that is digitally based, of course, I think about it so much. Like, where am I going? What outfit should I wear there? How will that play with like the natural surroundings that I'm in? Yeah, I I do a similar thing. I think what you're saying about color stories is really interesting. Um, I wear the most boring palette ever. Uh, So for me, all of my outfit kind of, all my outfits kind of work together anyway, which is kind of cool. But I'm the same when I go on trips, especially if it's with people that aren't really like online kind of people. Yeah, I wouldn't, I, I would feel so awkward being like, oh, can you, can you take 15 Instagram photos of me in front of um, So yeah, it really depends like what kind of trip it is. Um, but yeah, I tend to pack in a way anyway, like my whole wardrobe sort of works together and being very like neutral with a bit of leopard print. That's kind of my thing. So I feel like whatever I pack would work on the gram. I think how Instagram is really helpful for me when I'm packing for a trip is because I am such a lousy summer dresser. I tend to go on, there's some Instagram accounts that I love. Um, my friend Lucy Williams, for example. And there's another girl called Rapes of Holland. I tend to like go on their accounts and they are so good at packing for, or, or so good at summer. Like they're so good at summer dressing. Um, so I tend to like go on their accounts and just see what they're wearing, how they're wearing it. If I've got anything in my wardrobe that would work, that I can kind of together and almost have like a mood board moment without it being official so I, I tend to be more in that way for, for packing Anna I have a story idea is that you should pack for me and I should pack for you I am yeah. so into this idea <laughs> yes oh my god please help me with my wardrobe I just help <laughs> I, I think it'd be really funny <laughs> I think it would be amazing I am very excited for this to happen you're gonna like send me to the airport with like one rinky carry-on and, like 10 pieces yeah. and I'm gonna have a melt up that's when I'm gonna be that melt up go. <laughs> while Anna's wheeling a trunk yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anna's got like a heavy duty suitcase with options <laughs> Amazing. We'll look for that on the internet, everyone. Well, I think that is a great place to wrap up. Anna, where can people find you on the internet? 
So I'm at the Anna Edit on Instagram, Twitter. I have a blog, which is theannaedit.com and a YouTube channel. Put in the Anna Edit, I'll come up. Amazing. And you have a book, An Edited Life, that is out now, and you can find a link to that in the show notes. Um, Speaking of another book that came up a ton in the Facebook group, No Baggage by Clara Benson, which is kind of along the lines of how Anna packs, but maybe more extreme. So if you're really trying to live that minimalist life, maybe check that book out. It will also be linked in the show notes. Where can people find you, Shiona? Anyone can find me on Instagram at at Shiona T. Amazing. I'm at Oh Hey There Mare. I'm at Lale Hannah. And a quick shout out to the women in the Facebook group who bought a purse and nothing else to Alaska. For three weeks. I was astonished. It's amazing. I don't know what she did in the outdoors with a bag. That sounds like like my biggest nightmare. I just do not want to be that person. Sounds dangerous. (laughs) I mean, good for you for avoiding that $50 bag fee. Honestly, props. That is a commitment that I don't think I have. You can find a bunch of Women Who Travel stuff on Facebook, in our group, Women Who Travel, and also at womenwhotravel.com. We'll talk to you next week. And if you are watching this video, either I'm dead or I'm in a very, very, very bad situation. She said, oh my God, I can hear gunshots. I can hear men outside. Where are they? What have they done to them? Are they dead? Are they not dead? There is one suspect, her father, the Sheikh. It's Madeline Barron from In the Dark. We've teamed up with our new colleague, Heidi Blake, at The New Yorker to try to answer a question about one of the richest men in the world, the ruler of Dubai. Why do the women in Sheikh Mohammed's family keep trying to run away? There's five policemen outside and two policewomen inside the house. So basically, I'm a hostage. And he reminded me that Sheikh Mohammed can get me anywhere. Because you're a rich and powerful person, you can effectively break any law you want in our country and get away with it. The Runaway Princesses is available now. Follow In the Dark wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tanya Mosley. In 1987, my sister Anita vanished without a trace. Decades later, thanks to DNA, we found her. But that's only the beginning of the story. She Has a Name is a new audio documentary that explores the search for redemption, confronting trauma, and healing in the face of unimaginable loss. Subscribe now to Truth Be Told Presents She Has a Name, where every revelation brings us closer to the truth.